I want to welcome you again to our series, Unstoppable, and especially to our congregation over on the 95th campus. It's going to be a great, great opportunity for us to talk about not only what God is going to do, but what God has done. You know, last weekend, we spent some time talking about how the church should react or respond to a crisis that can happen, whether it's locally or nationally or even globally. This weekend, what I want us to do is I want us to think about being proactive as a community of believers. In other words, instead of waiting for stuff to happen and then responding to it, God has called us to be proactive. He's called us to be unstoppable. He's called us to live with purpose and to make a difference here, near, and far. I really believe with all my heart this weekend that the hope of this world has nothing to do with government, has nothing to do with politics, has nothing to do with the economy. The hope of this world rests right here in the hands and the hearts of those who are the followers of Jesus Christ. The hope of the world is the local church. And I thank God for the Compass Church because in our 55 years of existence, we truly have sought to be what matters most to God's heart, a a tool, an instrument of his to bring that hope here near and far. Some of you have been part of the Compass Church for a long time. Some of you, you're just kind of finding out about the Compass Church right now. And it kind of catches all up. I'd like you to watch this video with me that gives you kind of the story of the Compass Church and ask yourself, where do you fit in? Let's watch this together. Can you imagine a church with unstoppable faith put into action through multi-site initiatives, unstoppable hope, a future reflected in the lives of family and children, a mission of unstoppable love that is far-reaching and expressed through the hands and feet of 50 church plants in five years. Because we can't quit, we can't stop, we must be His church. The Compass Church began on August 11, 1957, with 17 people in attendance and has grown to a congregation of approximately 3,000. My husband and I made this church our home about 46 years ago. The name of this church originally was the Evangelical Free Church, but now we have a special name, the Compass. They had been meeting at the bank and then they met at BB School. When we came, they were meeting in the women's building downtown across from the old post office and we met there for probably about six months. Now we had a church building to move into. I came to this church in September of 1983. I was the youth pastor. Then we were a congregation of about 250 people, about the size of our youth ministry right now. You know, a lot has changed over the years. The world has changed dramatically. But you know what? God has.
I've been coming to Compass since, I, since 2008 when I was five. What it means to have Jesus in my life, it means um, love, care, kindness, forgiveness. When he forgave my sins, that was a big deal in my life when I got baptized. If he wasn't in my heart, I would just be living a nothing life in a nothing world and I wouldn't be very happy. My name is Maya. I've been coming to this church since I was five and I'm 12 years old. My church has always been a very loving church who's accepting to anybody. So whenever I haven't had a good week, I can always look forward to being in church. We want to expand the influence of our Hobson campus to reach young families. We feel that our children's ministry at all of our campuses should be unstoppable in influencing the next generation for Christ. In order to do this, we want to renovate our children's area and create a safe, fun, and exciting environment where children can learn and grow in their faith and invite their friends. We envision our children's ministry being more than weekends in our Wednesday Night Awana program. We want our children's facility to be a weekly destination for children and their families. We envision a Compass Cafe at our Hobson site that will serve our neighbors and congregation as a gathering place for refreshments, community, discipleship, and study. Our hope is that parents will hang out at the cafe while children enjoy our facility and programming. I would say the, all the donations that were made here at church definitely changed my life. When we went to Nashville, all those donations that were helping us stay there, which helped us change other people's lives and all of our lives. If I had a wish to change the world, I would um, wish that if there could be more followers of Jesus. We are committed more than ever to reach others for Jesus Christ. And beyond our financial support, we were determined to make strong relational commitments. And those commitments have resulted in 29 missionaries being supported and sent out, 14 of which have grown up here. And three of those are second generation missionaries serving God on the field. And of those remaining 15, 10 we have supported for over 20 years. We are now coming alongside church planting movements in Southeast Asia and in Europe. And we want to see hundreds of healthy churches being established. We want to see training centers emerging in strategic locations, equipping pastors and future leaders. And we want to see an ever-increasing number of you going and making a difference here, near, and far. Over the past three years, Pastor Dale has been invited to teach and train pastors around the world and specifically in Southeast Asia. We have committed to planning 50 churches in the next five years throughout Southeast Asia. For the first time, the Compass Church is helping to launch Awana in Vietnam with the hope of reaching thousands of children. Another initiative we have is to help establish a training and rescue center for youth caught in the awful sex trade between India and Bangladesh. So far, we have bought the land and now we must partner with the right staff to build, recruit, train and equip the rescue center. We are also reaching out close to home through our multi-site strategy. Hi, I'm Rich Sanford, campus pastor of a 95th Street site. Since the opening of our worship center in 2005, we have continually seen the need to expand our influence beyond the immediate neighborhood. So we began to pray to see if God wanted for us to become a multi-site church. 
In October of 2010, that vision became a reality as we launched our first ever multi-site in Southwest Naperville at Crone Middle School on 111th Street. Today, that campus is now in our permanent location on 95th Street. By expanding, we are able to reach even more people. And I know that for a lot of my friends, bringing them to church was great, but it was even harder to get them back because uh, I live further south in Naperville. But now that we've opened up the 95th camp campus, all of my friends live within like five minutes of it. So it's really easy for them to get the opportunity to go. I'm Rebecca Covington. I'm 16 years old. And my family's been coming here for 23 years. Now we have some future expansion in mind for our 95th Street campus, specifically a Compass Cafe, a place where people can gather all week long for a good cup of coffee, fellowship, study, and a place to share community. It's our desire to have a community connection much in the way that we did with our very successful backpack drive. I first met Diana earlier this spring as we were talking about ways in which we could work together, her church as well as our school district, as it concerns supporting uh, kids in the community. When we sat down to meet, I simply asked him how he thought our church could have impact in this community. So we had said that we would be committed to making sure that every kid there would go to school with their supplies. Our junior high and high school kids actually helped hand out the supplies. As I begin to see how God is using us at the 95th campus, I am so excited to see um, that we are moving to a third campus. What we have started in one place, I believe, will continue here, and yet we have an opportunity to be unstoppable and reach even further in another area of the community. My name is Brett Lilly, campus pastor for our upcoming third site. As we get closer to our third site, I've been asked two questions, where and why. Well, where, we've narrowed it down to an area that consists of Downers Grove, Darien, Westmont, and Woodridge, with Ogden on the north, 355 on the west, Kingery 83rd on the east, and I-55 on the south. Why? Well, currently on the Hobson campus, we have 967 people that come from that area of the Chicagoland suburbs. And within a five-mile radius of the center of that location, there are 220,000 people that need to hear the message of Jesus Christ. So we plan on taking the Compass Church that direction and sharing that message with them. Charles and Cheryl Shearer were in this church at the very beginning. I'd like to share some excerpts from a challenge that Charles gave to us about 20 years ago. We started as a very small group of people who had a desire to serve the Lord in Naperville. There were ups and downs from that handful of people to what our church is today. But whenever the church grew to a point of no more growth, we took a step of faith to search out who we were. We had to decide if the Lord's work was more important to us than having a little church with warm, fuzzy feelings. It'll take a desire on our parts to see the church grow. If the old methods don't work anymore, find new ones. We can never reach a plateau and think the job is complete. One thing that really encourages me, um, not just about the Compass Church, but about uh, everything that has to do with Jesus in general, people grabbing their faith and saying, hey, let's go. And it's really exciting to be part of a church that is active in that. Uh, and is participating in part of God's unstoppable plan. My name is Bradley Campbell. I'm 17 years old, and I've been going to the Compass Church for a long time. It's not us that are going to make it happen. It's God that has make it, made it happen from day one. It was He that has blessed all these years. We need to be a part of His unstoppable love to everyone. Now comes the most dangerous time in the life of our church. We can stop caring about others who don't know Jesus yet, 
We can stop using our resources to bless others and instead please ourselves. We can stop taking risks and play it carefully. We can stop changing and become predictable. Do you want to stop? Does God want us to stop? Be unstoppable. One of my uh, favorite paraphrases of the Bible comes out of Matthew chapter 16, verse 18 in the Message Bible. And I like the way it's said, it's stated here. Jesus is speaking to Peter and he says, This is the rock on which I will put together my church, a church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. And I think the words that just capture my heart in that paraphrase is Jesus envisioning a church that is so expansive with energy. It just can't be stopped. Not even hell can stop it because it's moving so fast and it is making such a difference. And that's been the story of the Compass Church for the last 55 years. And we don't want that story to end. That story cannot end because God wants his church. That's why God left his church, to make a difference here, near, and far by bringing that hopeful message of the gospel. And I hope as you watch that story, it inspired you and it encouraged you to see that God has been at work. And the question that we're always facing at the Compass Church is how do we continue to move forward with God? How do we make a difference You know, we can't look to the world to make a difference anymore. We're the ones that have to make a difference. We've got to take on that responsibility. And so in light of that, we have come up with the three projects that you heard about in this video. And I just want to kind of underline them again with you for just a couple of moments because they're projects that I really want you to be praying about and I really want you to get involved in. You know, we're one church in many locations, so some of the things I'll talk about have to do with a specific location. I don't want you to think, well, I don't attend that location, so it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, it matters to you because we're all one family. I know part of my family lives in Florida, part of my family lives in Texas. You know, I've got family kind of spread around. It doesn't matter where they live, they're still my family, I still care about them. And that's the same, the same thing is true with the church. And so we want to do something here at our Hobson campus. We really want to make a tremendous impact through our children's ministries. We want to upgrade that entire children's wing over there so that it becomes a destination for our kids, not just on the weekend, not just Wednesday when we have Awana on this campus, but all week long we want unstructured time for kids in our community to be able to come in with the parents, play, enjoy themselves, as well as many different structured programs. And so we have decided that we're going to entirely renovate that whole area. And one of the places that you'll see the renovation happening is in our current uh, Kids Worship Center. We're going to go in there. We're going to get rid of all the pews that are there. If you're at 95th, you've never been here, we still have wooden pews there. And if any of you would like to take home a pew, please let us know. We would be happy to give you a pew to take home. We're going to flatten that floor out. And we're going to make it look just like the picture makes it look. It's going to have uh, a flat floor. It's going to have tubes. And it's going to have places for kids to slide around, up and down, in and around, climb around. It's just going to be the kind of place that kids talk about and that kids talk to their friends about. You know, our, our ministry here touches about 700 kids. We average about 400 on the weekend. We want to make an even greater impact than that. As well, we want to renovate our little gym. We want to renovate the other rooms. We want to give them a different facade, a whole different feel. And so that means a lot of work has to be done over there to bring things up to 
uh, code as well as to get both buildings to mesh and meld together. We want to also create a cafe. We're excited about that. And uh, this cafe is a place that you'll be able to come in. It'll be like a Starbucks or a Caribou. Uh, We're going to put them out of business. And it's going to be a place for the community called the Compass Church to come, but also for the community all around us to come. You can study there. You can have meetings there. You can have your friends there. You can do groups there. And what what a comfortable way for people to kind of be introduced to the Compass Church to be able to come in and take a look at our worship center, to see the messages, uh, the series that are coming up. And, and what a place to invite your friend and say, hey, you ought to come on a weekend and check us out. What a great place for parents to come and drop their kids off or watch their kids while they're playing there at the cafe. We'll have an inside aspect to it. We'll have an outside aspect to it, except in January, unless we have really big heat lamps for it. But we're excited about the major, major renovation we want to do uh, with that side of our building. We're looking at about $5 million to do it and to do it right. Then we have our second initiative, and that's our multi-site initiative. You've already heard about the 95th campus. And at our 95th campus, our heart's desire is to allow them to expand as well. We want them to have a cafe. And in that cafe... Uh, people will be able to gather, students will be able to gather. If you haven't been to our 95th campus, it's right by Nequa High School. There's a lot of foot traffic there. And we want it to be a place, a safe, good, healthy place for parents and kids to hang out and uh, get used to the Compass Church, join us on a weekend. There's some space that may become available over there that we want to gobble up as well so we can expand our ministry. You know, our 95th campus last weekend had 566 people. 170 of them were kids. They're running about 40 to 50 in their youth group over there. Some awesome things are happening. They have potential to touch hundreds of lives. And you've heard Brett, our campus pastor for our third campus, describe what we're going to do going east of here. We're excited about that. And when we go east of here, we really want to touch hearts and lives over there. You know, there's only about 10 evangelical churches in that box that you see. And those 10 evangelical churches average maybe 290 in attendance. There are 230,000 people there. They're either having to go far away, like over here, to attend the Compass Church, or they're not going to church at all. So we want to have a presence there. And we want to we start out with a worship center already built out, our cafe already built out, a great kids' area already built out. So when we open those doors next fall prayerfully, we are ready to go. Right now we're trying to hunt down some long-term lease property for that, and uh, we're looking at different options that are available for us. But we're excited about that. In order for us to do our multi-site initiative, that 95th campus, our third campus, and some seed money for our fourth campus is going to take about $1.5 million dollars. Finally, we have our global initiative. We've been talking about that actually for some time now. You know, we want to plant 50 churches in the next five years in Southeast Asia. And what we've discovered is that we can actually plant 60 for what we thought we could only do 50. In fact, we've discovered that a couple of the church plants we've already begun to support through your generous Christmas offering last year have already planted some other churches. This is happening in in places where it's very difficult to have a Christian witness, where uh, people are persecuted because of their religion and their faith. We have brave young men and women over there who are going out there and starting these churches, and God is using them in a tremendous way. We also have bought property uh, 
on the border of India and Bangladesh to establish our rescue center. It's in a corridor that is one of the busiest places for sex uh, traffic. That is the uh, taking of young women, some young men, but young women in particular, and turning them into prostitutes and then prostituting them out. It's the sex trade industry. We want to rescue those girls. We want to retrain them. We want to love on them. We want to encourage them. We want to help them see how they can live a good and decent life because of God's love and God's grace. We also would like to see in the next two years 200 men and women from the Compass Church go out and do a one-week short-term ministry someplace here, near, or far away. And so in order for us to make that happen, we're going to try to raise about half a million dollars, $500,000. So we're looking over the next two years at a $7 million project, Hobson Multisite, our global initiative. It's a lot of money. But the question that comes back to my mind and my heart is, what is a soul worth? What is a changed life worth? It's amazing all the things we will invest in that really don't make a difference. That at the end of time will have no value. They'll rust, they'll fade away, they'll fall away. But you know what? A changed life, that, that's eternity. And what we're looking at are the tools in order to be able to do that here in the western suburbs. Now, if you have questions about this, you can go on our website. In our website, we have a frequently asked question area and also an email address that you can type in or send in a question that you might have. You're also more than welcome to uh, ask any of our staff or leaders that you see around more questions. We'd be happy to try to answer those for you. But right now, what I want to ask you to do is I want to ask you to consider getting involved in this, whether it's a penny or $20. I want you to consider prayerfully getting involved in this. And there's a couple ways that you can do it. In the chair pocket in front of you, you'll find a card that says unstoppable in an envelope. And I'd like you to just take it out if you don't mind, all right? Now, let me ask you a question. You probably know this proverb. How do you eat an elephant? All right? You eat an elephant one piece at a time, right? Now, if just a few people sit down to eat that elephant, it's just not going to happen. But if a whole bunch of people sit down and take a bite at a time, man, you can consume the elephant. Seven million dollars may sound like a lot, but guess what? When everybody takes their turn, when everybody makes some kind of contribution, some kind of commitment, I'll tell you what, it is achievable. It can be accomplished, yes, even in this economy, if we'll trust God and if we really believe the church can make an eternal difference. So what I'd like to ask you to do between now and the end of this month in November is I'd like you to take this card home, and I would like to ask you both here at 95th to begin to please pray about these initiatives. Pray for the Compass Church. Pray for your part in the Compass Church. In the Navigator, every weekend, you're going to see a prayer guide that we want to encourage you to follow because we want this to be inspired and motivated by God working in your heart, not me or anybody else. It's not a guilt trip. not going to check on you. I'm just, I'm just giving you the information so you can make wise decisions. And then we'd like you to prayerfully consider what you might be able to give. And at the end of the month, the last weekend of the month, we're going to give you an opportunity to turn in your commitment card. 
And you say, well, all I can do is pray, then that's awesome. Then if you'll pray with us, we would really appreciate it. If you're a guest with us this weekend, you know, you're hearing about what God is doing here, what we think God's going to do, I don't expect you to participate. I, but I hope you're excited about a church that really wants to make a difference in this community as well as in the world as well. So you've got that card there. I want you to consider and pray about how God might lead you to give. You know, different ways that we can give. We can give cash gifts. You can give assets, stocks. We've had some people do that already. We, yes, we already have uh, some commitments coming in. Uh, if you want to talk about how to give, you're, you're more than welcome to, again, email us. And somebody from our staff, John Covington, who oversees our finances and our campaign, would be happy to talk to you and, and give you some information on the financial end of things. If you really feel like you need to talk to me about a gift, I'm more than available, but don't ask me to add numbers, all right? That's between you and God. If we can help you, we will. But most of you will probably be like Marsha, my wife, and me. And that is, we're looking at this, and we're going to budget in order to be able to give. We're just going to look at our budget and say, okay, what can we give up? And then take what we're giving up and put it into the campaign. And that will become our commitment. You might be thinking to yourself, well, I'm pretty stretched already. I'm not asking you to put more on the pile. I'm just asking you to consider what you might actually give up and rearrange or rethink on how you might give. So I thought I'd treat you to a little bit of my artwork this weekend to give you an example of what I mean. And I've got my new gadget at work here, so we're going to see if it actually works. Are we ready to go? I'm going to draw for you. Let's see how this goes, all right? So I want you to imagine that you have this, uh, you have this lady, all right? And um, don't you love my artwork already? All right? And she's going to buy a car, and she only wants to pay. I'm going to give her high heels, all right? because she lives in the western suburbs, all right? Um, and uh, she's thinking about buying a car. She's very happy about it, okay? And she only wants to pay about, oh, she looks like she plays for the Bears, all right? But let's say that, uh, let's say she only wants to spend about $250 in, in car payments a month. So she's heard about the campaign, all right? She's excited about it. She says, I'm going to defer that. Instead of buying a car and making those payments, I'll, I'll stick with what I have already, and I'm going to take my $250, and I'm going to make it uh, and give it toward the campaign over 24 months. That's going to be about $6,000, and if she says, you know what, I'm also going to dip into my savings and I'm going to take out $7,000 or maybe you know, uh, cash in a mutual fund or whatever that is, that means over about two years that she's going to give $7,000. So that's one way to think about how you can give. It's just kind of deferring, about, uh, deferring it. This is a two-year campaign. Some people say, why don't you make it three? That's because right now a lot of us are hesitant to make long-term plans because things change so quickly. It's a lot easier to think in the short term. Another way to uh, look at that would be to think about a family of five. So you got dad. All right, I'm going to stick figure now because I just don't have time to uh, show you all my artwork. All right, so you got mom. All right, and then you got let's say you have three kids. All right, they just get smaller and fatter as they go down. All right, and uh, mom's got to have a smile, dad's got to have a smile, and a hat, all right? Okay, I'm getting crazy, got to stop, okay? So you got, you got a family of five, and they, they go out, and so they decide, you know, we don't have to go out as much. We're only going to go out two times a month, 
And because we're only going to go out two times a month, we can actually save $120 a month by taking the money we would have spent the other times and giving it to the campaign. In fact, we're not going to order soda. We're just going to order water. That's another $25 a month. You put that together, okay, and they're going to end up giving about $3,840 to the campaign over a two-year period, okay? And then there are other kinds of sacrifices. Some of you go to one of my favorite uh, places known as the Golden Arches, all right? McDonald's, okay? And uh, you know what? Why don't you just get, I mean, it's such a Dutch cheap thing. Just go for the large Coke for eight. You know what I mean? Instead of all the other stuff, foo-foo stuff, right? Just, get, just spend a buck, and the two bucks you don't spend on something, you put it toward the campaign. Instead of getting a, getting a Starbucks every day of the week, cut down to one day a week, and then take the other four. You can figure that out because you are all very smart people, all right? My point is, my point is, if we'll, all, if we'll all act together, if we'll all make a decision together, we can eat this elephant one piece at a time. But most importantly, most importantly, we can put our money where the heart of God is, and that is changing lives. You know, I think one of the most haunting questions I've ever heard asked, and I would consider you to ask it, is this. If the Compass Church disappeared tomorrow, if the Compass Church stopped existing tomorrow, would anybody notice? Would anybody care? God, I pray that you'd help us as we take on this ambitious campaign to prayerfully consider, oh God, what our small part might be And Lord, throughout the month of December, when we begin to give the first fruits, the first part of our our commitments to you, I pray, Lord, that it'll be one of the most generous Christmases we've ever had. And God, I thank you that it doesn't matter whether our giving is a penny or $20. What matters to you is that we're willing to sacrifice Give up something that would please us to please you and to help us move forward. In Jesus' name.